Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Neil Patel, the co-founder of Crazy Egg, Hello Bar, and Kiss Metrics, and probably half a dozen other things I don't even know about. I'm really excited to have Neil on the show today because uh, so many of the tools that he has used and the content and the training that he puts out there freely, I point people to all the time, and so this is a real treat. So Neil, uh, thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, so tell me a little about your background. Again, what's so funny sometimes with people that create things that become well-known, say, online, uh, we forget sometimes that they uh, they did something before that, uh, that that led them to that point. So tell me a little about your history. Sure. Uh, I started off in the agency world. I used to do Internet marketing for businesses. From there, I realized that consulting wasn't scalable, so I got into the software realm. Yeah. I started creating software that I felt my company or clients at the time could use. And I got into marketing software, right? My first company being Crazy Egg, my second one being Kissmetrics, and et cetera, right? Continue yeah. from there. So you haven't done the, the uh, best-selling author gig, uh, though, have you? I have not. You know what? A few of you have hit me up to write a book. Yeah, I'm thinking about writing one at the moment, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, there are a lot of people that have written books that uh, are not necessarily making any money, and I think you've chosen the route of actually making money instead of uh, talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I could be doing better though. <laughs> well, it's all relative, isn't it? So uh, let's get into some some marketing topics. Uh, many of which, you know, some of the tools that you talked about, the companies you talked about, uh, were created in order to uh, enhance. But uh, uh, I get a lot of these questions, and so I'm going to uh, parrot some of them back to you because I'd love to hear your take on it. I still hear a lot of folks getting finally coming around to this idea of, okay, content marketing is something I have to do. Um, and But then they start blogging and wonder if it's – you know, still of any value. I'd love to hear your take. If, if somebody were to ask you, it, you know, is still is blogging still an effective uh, approach for business? I think it's a very effective approach. When I look at my uh, main businesses, Kissmetrics, yeah, Cooks for Walls, to turn into a software related company. Blogging is the number one way we're driving leads and uh, potential customers. Yeah, and I think what happens to a lot of people is that they hear about bloggers or people that started, you know, some type of thing that blew up into this, you know, crazy viral traffic thing, and they think, well, I'm not going to do that. But I think what you're suggesting is that no matter what, no matter how much traffic you're getting, your chances of getting qualified traffic are going to go up dramatically because people are going out there searching for answers. Exactly, right? You're getting all that long-tail traffic. Yeah. Some of those visitors may not be a large percentage, but some will convert into customers. Yeah. So let's talk about mobile. Um, of course, we've been, I've been doing this for quite a while. I've been online pretty hot and heavy since about 2000. And, you know, it seems like about 2005 or so, people started talking about mobile. But it's, it's, it's really taken a long time for it to get into the mainstream, I think, in terms of, of, Marketers, particularly small to mid-sized businesses, and I think that uh, we're finally tipping because I think more people are using their mobile devices to find content than they're using any other device. So, so what advice are you giving, particularly small mid-sized businesses? Uh, you know, what, what do they need to do to take advantage of the fact that everybody's got one of these devices? Yeah, the biggest thing is just make sure your websites are compatible with mobile devices and even tablets, right? Yeah. Whether it's uh, a responsive design or a mobile version of your website, responsive typically is easier. 
But nonetheless, you got to just make sure, whether you're getting business or not from the mobile web, you need to make sure you have a mobile-compatible website. And you also want to improve your load times because the speed on mobile devices isn't as fast as your broadband. And for that reason, you want to make sure the mobile version of your site loads up fast. What about uh, advertising, uh, mobile versions of pay-per-click advertising? Are you, uh, have you experienced um, any uh, true results using strictly mobile PPC? It has worked extremely well, especially for sites that are in the e-commerce world. Mobile advertising has not worked well from what I've seen in the B2B world. Yeah, yeah, and I guess a lot of that has to do, particularly the consumer site, when somebody picks up that phone and they're searching for something, especially in their town, uh, there's a lot, there's pretty incredible intent, <laughs> right? They're trying to buy something, and I think that that probably uh, leads a lot of the, the why you're talking about the e-commerce sites. Yep, exactly. So... Um, Another thing that I think a lot of people, and I know I've seen you talk about this quite a bit, obviously a couple of the companies you started address this very issue, but a lot of website owners, business owners are obsessed over traffic. And I know that uh, that, that you really talk a great deal about conversion. I mean, I've, you know, you can do the numbers on if you have 10 people come visit your site, but five of them buy, you know, is that better than a thousand people coming to your site and only four of them buy? That's I think conversion optimization is just up and coming. It's not mainstream yet in the marketing world, but it will get there. And the reason being is, if you look at traffic, especially over the last five, 10 years, whether it's inbound or paid, right, organic or paid, traffic acquisition has become more expensive. It's more expensive yeah. to hire SEO, content marketers, pay-per-click costs keep going up. Yep. So the only way to combat that is to increase your conversion. Yeah, and, and I think the, the thing that um, people underestimate probably too is, you know, we get, we've, because there are companies out there doing it well, I'll, I'll throw Amazon out there. Uh, you may have other examples, but I think consumers, surfers, searchers, whatever we want to call them, have come to expect hey, I, when I search for something, I want to find, I expect to find the thing that's very relevant for me. I expect to be driven to a page that only talks about what I thought it was going to talk about. And I think a lot of people underestimate how. Um, how much of a turnoff uh, that is if we don't find that. Exactly. No, it really is. So. And and not to mention, um, you know, I think people, you know, anybody who's on been online any amount of time, I think, uh, get really tired of, wait, I can't find the button I need, or that form doesn't make sense, or, you know, why did it take me to this page? Um, so, so just all that user experience stuff is, is a big part of conversion. Yep. Uh, Tell me a little bit about uh, the formation of Crazy Egg, because it, and obviously there, there certainly are some listeners that don't know what it is. So talk a little bit about it, but, but really I'd love to hear kind of your experience in creating that tool. Yeah. So when we had a marketing agency, what ended up happening was companies would get more traffic from our services. And they're like, all these people are visiting our site, but what are they doing? We're not necessarily getting any more sales or anything. We don't know how they're interacting or engaging. So we created Crazy Egg, which is a visual tool that shows you what people are clicking and whether or not, so then you can readjust your website layout elements to maximize your conversion rate. Well, and and one of the things I, of course, you know, the the heat maps, you know, are so I think so telling sometimes. I, I've I've used it on my site uh, over the years, and you you see, you know, certain links and it's not just because they're the most popular ones but they're just something about the location you know of where that button is or where that link is and it's it's really fascinating in fact i think it's impossible to guess isn't it 
you know, what's, really what's is, going to work. Right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And that's why I'm a big believer just using data because yeah. data tells you what's working and what's not, and then you can modify from there. Yeah, and I think we as website builders too, you know, we we know where everything is because we put it there. <laughs> so uh, I, I think so. It's almost hard to be objective about it anymore. One of the things that I know you're a big fan of and that you do quite well, and that is producing content, educational content. Uh, but one of the things that I think has gotten really tough for a lot of small business owners is, you know, the bar's really been raised, I think, in terms of great content being out there. I'll, I'll point to one of my favorite sites of yours, Quicksprout. I mean, your university content there is better than a lot of people's paid stuff, your, the stuff you're giving away there. So, you know, how does somebody compete in a world where the bar has gotten pretty high? You just got to keep getting better and better. And I know it's not easy, but it's like said in every industry, right? When it gets competitive, you just have to keep upping the game. So and the more you do so, the more traffic, the more sales, et cetera, that you'll end up getting over time. So so there's no magic bullet. Is that what you're saying? There's no. It's just hard work. <laughs> and that's what most people fail at this, right? There's not willing to put in the time and effort. Yeah, that's just not a very sexy message. It's hard work and you have to do it a long time. <laughs> you know, who wants to hear that, right? Um Talk a little bit about KISS metrics. And, you know, metrics are one of those things that it's almost like you start talking about math to people when you start talking about metrics and tracking. And people are essentially oftentimes lazy and don't want to do that work. But it's 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 probably the most important thing that you can do when it comes to trying to figure out how to grow your business. Yeah, it, metrics tell you where's the low-hanging fruit within your business. So if you look at the numbers and you're able to analyze them, you can figure out, all right, if I fix X, Y, and Z or modify this, I can actually grow my business by X percent. Without the data and the metrics, you're just firing off blindly and, hey, you know, you could be focusing on the wrong area in your business. Are there a handful of core metrics that you think everybody should have a handle on? I, I know you can get really detailed into dozens of you know funnels and visualizations and things, but are there there are a couple things that everybody should have a handle on that they don't? Yes, I think the biggest one that most people don't is conversions. Yeah. So a converter point could be someone purchasing, an email opt-in, a lead, whatever it may be. So you figure out what's valuable to you. That's a conversion point you need to start tracking that. Most businesses, shockingly, are not tracking that, not one bit. Like, we are talking about out of 100 people that we surveyed that are small and medium businesses, 99 of them, at least, will not be tracking converting. Why do you think that is? Uh, they just don't know better, right? Because you have to think about it. Like, you, me, and a lot of people listening to this podcast may know better, but we're the sophisticated users. Most people aren't sophisticated yet. They're just still learning, which is fine. You know, what's interesting, though, is I would suggest some people that know better still aren't doing it. So there's, to me, there's, it's got to be somewhat deeper than they just don't know better. Yeah, I would say there's a portion of people who know better, and they're just lazy and they're not doing it. Yeah, because it, 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 it also is a bit of work. I think you have to be able to pay attention. You have to understand you know, why something's converting, why it's not. You know, what are the important things? You know, how, do you, how do you use the technology, for example? I mean, there are... You probably know this answer better than me, but I bet you there are dozens of tracking softwares out there. You know, so how do you, you know, how does somebody decide one, you know, software or one way to, you know, track their metrics? Yeah, the simplest way is just sign up for Google Analytics. It's yeah. free, and they give you tutorials and walkthroughs on how to actually set up conversion points and, you know, how to use the tool. 
So then, uh, obviously, you have a, another metrics tool that you charge for. Um, so how does somebody make the decision to uh, – l- let me ask you this. How, why would somebody pay a couple hundred dollars a month for Kissmetrics if Google Analytics is free? Yeah, Google Analytics is a great tool. We use it ourselves, even at Kissmetrics. But it doesn't do everything. Like, Google Analytics can't track the lifetime value of your customer, what cause you use to churn, or keep paying on a subscription service, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. That's why companies use Google Analytics and Kissmetrics. It's not right for everyone, but a lot of e-commerce companies, subscription-based companies, SaaS companies use Kissmetrics as well. What's kind of the core difference, I guess, between Google Analytics and Kissmetrics? So Google Analytics tells you what's happening. Kissmetrics shows you who did it. So we track to the individual level, people basis, right? Mm-hmm. And we show you the people and what they're doing and similar users like them and users that are in a different segment that may not be doing as well and how you can actually uh, do marketing to that segment to get them reengaged and uh, make it more profitable. And, and how does um, how does Kissmetric determine, do I have to have those people, say, in a database or do they have to be a user on my WordPress site or something? No, we don't have to have any of that. We'll start tracking it from day one, and we'll start putting anonymous uh, tags on specific visitors and users. And so then, so so then, how do how have you seen people then effectively? Let's say I'm a, you know, I'm not a huge business. I'm not an e-commerce site with millions of visitors. I, you know, maybe draw couple hundred people to my site each day and they're usually prospects I mean they're not just people looking for something to read they're they're maybe checking out my software checking out my you know my tool that I sell you know how can I use that uh, say for my salespeople to, to to do a better job yeah so what they'll do is they'll show you hey here's all these visitors and we'll identify users as like XYZ123, right? Just letters and numbers. Right. And we can say, hey, all the people that filled in leads follow this pattern, and all the people who don't uh, typically follow all these other patterns. You should try to focus almost all your users going down this flow, for example, right? Yeah. That could be an example of how you can end up using it yourself, you can end up using it to get more leads and make more sales. Yeah, one of the interesting things I've found over the years when you start tracking uh, funnels or paths is that a lot of times you have lots of people coming and only you know some small percent come out at the end of the funnel um, and you you don't realize where the problem where the log jam is <laughs> um, and and it's interesting once you start using some of these funnels you can sometimes feel you know you may be trying to fix part D when it's actually part B that's that's you know the real issue that they're not responding to and so you're wasting all of your energy or putting it in the wrong place exactly. So tell me a little bit about uh, the Quick Sprout uh, uh, project, uh, if you will. Uh, I, again, I'm just amazed about the amount of content that's there, the quality of the contents uh, there. Uh, how do you keep that up and, and fresh? Yeah, I just keep writing. It was funny. I'm at a conference called War Room in San Diego. I published a post today, and I wrote the post while I was at the conference. <laughs> right? So I'm just yeah. cranking and working a lot of hours. But I just enjoy writing marketing content from stuff I've learned or experienced, and I share it with the world, and hopefully it helps them grow their business. It's just a fun project for me. I'm not trying to make money or anything off of it. You know, one of the things, of course, that I'm sure you see all the time because of Crazy Egg, because of Kissmetrics, you see a lot of things that work and and don't work, uh, I suspect, don't you? Exactly. I see a lot of stuff that's working or stuff that people aren't doing that they should be. Now, do you do um, do do you still uh, make any time to do any personal consulting or one on one business consulting? 
Very rarely. So yeah. I do get a lot of inquiries, but I very rarely ever do any consulting. Yeah, it, uh, um, it, 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 as you t- talked about in the very beginning, it, uh, it's hard to scale it, and there are other things that you can probably do that are much more profitable. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> well, Neil, thanks for joining me again. Um, do you, I know that uh, people can go to neilpatel.com. Obviously, this, the um, Quick Sprout that we mentioned uh, is a great place. Uh, uh, but then I would also recommend people check out uh, Crazy Egg, Hello Bar, and Kiss Metrics. So great um, uh, having you on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll run into you out there on the road someday. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Neil. Take care.